All right, how are you guys doing? Welcome over here. This episode is sponsored by Mint Mobile. Now, it seems like there's another war kicking off right now on the south side of the border here in Texas. Not in Texas, but like south of the border. Mexico's getting a bit wild. Like a bit wild. You know what? This thing has been going... Let me just... Give me one sec. I don't know how to like silent my watch. Charles, how do you silent a watch? Uh, the amount of videos that I have seen over the, the last... 24-ish hours and the kind of videos that are coming out would make you guys think that we're living in some sort of like far-fetched Netflix series like real time. Uh, I'm going to insert a, a few videos for you guys I've stumbled across that I can show here on YouTube and, and just take note some of the weapons you guys see. Oh my god, okay, we're just gonna do this. It's just going crazy. It's, it's gonna be kind of crazy some of the some of the, the weapons you guys see the cartel have access to. <laughs> We know that the cartel themselves are kings of smuggling, so it shouldn't shock anybody that they're able to get like certain types of weapons across the border from the United States into Mexico, or anywhere for that matter, not just the United States, anywhere. Uh, I'm not entirely sure where they got the machine guns from. Not even, not, I have no idea where those, I mean, you could buy them in the United States, but you'd have to get certain, I don't know. That's kind of weird. Uh, but the Barrett's, yeah, that's pretty normal. Uh, the belt fed AR uppers, not really too shocking, I guess. But the M, the Maw Deuce, the M2, where in the world did they get a 50 cal machine gun from? And all the FN machine guns. Like I'm really, when it comes to that, I'm lost for words. They, they're legit driving around with an M2, a Modus, like a 50 cal machine gun, a Browning, fixed on the back of a truck. Like I even saw a video of a brand new Suburban with a turret that had been fixated on top of it that had a saw mounted on it. I don't know where they're getting those. I have no idea. <laughs> I really don't. It is kind of comical if you think about it. Like where do they get those things? I get it. They're super powerful. They're ferocious. They're the cartel, but where in the world did they, like, how did they come across those? Like a Modus. And how do you fix one to a, a back of a truck without anybody knowing? Uh, it, anyway, it looks like this is all being kind of spun up because they captured El Chapo's son, which clearly he was brought back to the United States. Or it seems like it has, at least. There was an Air Force that had actually been sent down, or excuse me, the Air Force sent down a C-17 to Mexico City to scoop him up and bring him back up to California. Now, there's even footage of, like, cartels shooting at helicopters with Barretts. Just, just think about that. They're literally shooting at police helicopters. From, but the thing is, is they, the cartel, they have access to everything. Okay, they have a freaking Modus mounted on the back of a truck driving through a street, but they didn't take time to put a scope on the Barrett. That is, that really was kind of weird. You'd spend the extra five grand for a good scope, and you could do something with it. But I was sifting through the comment section of some of these 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 areas, and they're kind of cancerous at times. Like, honestly, they're pretty cancerous. It might melt your eyes and your brains. But a, for, for some odd reason, a few people actually think this is going to lead to some sort of, like, quote-unquote war with the United States. And I'm not talking about, like, Mexico directly, but I'm talking about with the cartels. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say anybody who's thinking that possibly most more than likely has never served and or even fired a gun in their entire life. They just see them these guys running around in Mexico crazy-like with all these big thumbs, and they're like, oh, my God. 
What is going to happen? This is ending the world. No, no, calm yourself. This all stemmed from the idea that they could, I don't know, get this guy back from California, which I'm sure they have a good amount of people to do so inside of this if they wanted to attempt to make it happen. I'm aware the cartel is a very fierce group and they clearly can cause a bit of harm, but let's let's get a little let's get real here. They have no real training. They lack any sort of firepower. They're just really scary people. They've also, well, they're really money-oriented. So I don't think they're willing to risk being deemed as a terrorist organization by the United States because that would allow the United States literally to do just about anything they want. Let's be honest. They're not deemed right now as a terrorist organization, so why would they want to go that route? That would literally... I mean, you see what the United States does with any anybody they deem as, as a terrorist organization, and if, if, if somehow that happened and they're on our border... I don't, I don't think so. So I, I know I don't think they're going to attempt anything crazy to get this guy back because it would ultimately kill their business in the end, which is making money. I guess I also forgot to mention that Biden is going to be he's going to be heading to Mexico City possibly next week, which really kind of like got people going down this rabbit hole and attempted to. I don't know. It's not going to happen. I don't think so. Doesn't really scream like cartel behavior. Let's go after the president, but or United States president. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Like I said, the world could be ended. There's but for the most part, they're money oriented organizations. Uh that don't really want to do this. I, I could see them. That's more like an extremist type thing. So really random rant. I know to kick this thing off talking about the cartels down in Mexico and what's going on. But the, the videos that are coming out, you're like, what the heck that is going on? Just like South of here. Well, I guess South of here, like 15, 15 hours or so. so Texas is so big, but I gotta say thank you real quick to a few of my VIP Patreon members. We got Alex MC, George W Davis, Jarek, Jarek, Joel Banks, J.R., and then we have uh, Joshua Jones, Saucy, Tommy Foskey, and Tyler Miller. I appreciate everybody over on the Patreon side of things. And I hope you guys actually enjoyed last night's exclusive video. Uh, the combat footage was wild. It really was over there. If you guys are not talking to, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, it's because you're not over there on the Patreon. And uh, some of you guys were confused why I blurred out some of the bodies. Uh, personally, I, I, I don't think I need to be sharing some of that stuff on there. I get it. You are paying for like exclusive uncut type content. And I think you, there's gotta be a line that I draw somewhere. You know what I mean? So I don't get removed off that platform as well. And I also, I don't know that that's, that's reason number one. And number two, I don't want to give people like crazy anxiety or make them deserve that's, that's that at, at, at times you could stir that, 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 those bad memories up for people. And sometimes it could put me in a bad spot for God's sakes. So there was actually a video we, we filmed for Patreon two weeks ago that it was so like, wild that I didn't even put it on there. It, it like triggered trigger something. I don't, I don't want to be that guy. You know what I mean? I don't want to be that guy. But if you guys are wanting some exclusive videos like that, uh, go check out the Patreon side of thing, which is always linked down below. Everything is ad-free. All the videos are ad-free. And you guys get one extra video every single week that is solely just for the Patreons. It's always in the link below. And I appreciate everybody over there. Since these videos pretty much are not monetized out the gate. But you guys know what's really wild is the fact that this uh, new global firepower ratings had just came out since it's now 2023, and somehow the Russians have stayed sitting in the number two spot. Now, these rankings are just going to go over military might. Uh, not, that's a, not Actually, you know what? That's not the only thing they go over. They go over, like, global reach and the power within the country in regards to financial reach and so on and so forth, and, like, their ability to control, like, certain markets, okay? And Ukraine was actually pushed up to number 15 on this spot right now. Like, like they're ahead of Israel. And Australia. Just want to throw that one out there as well. They claim that Russia is still maintaining the number two spot even after the war has clearly showcased their key limitations and their ability to actually, well, comprehend and do and do things that are normal of a military. They did dog Russia a bit, like stating the fact that they have the material and the manpower advantage 
and yet they've they've shown to be a a, a weakness in, in many areas like preparedness, leadership, training, and supply issues, which we all know we've said this a million times. That's pretty much what the Russians suck at is everything that our military is supposed to be good at. Now, Ukraine is basically just a mini-me right now of the United States. And at this point, they're going to get a, a bit stronger as the year progresses. This is this is going to be a big influx for, for the Ukrainian military going into 2023, or there is one coming, because uh, they're now going to be getting a bunch of Bradley. I don't know how many it's going to be. I think the numbers are going to come out today. But they're getting a bunch of Bradley fighting vehicles here very soon because another 2.85, yes, 2.85 billion dollars was just approved in another aid package. This is the largest one yet, like to date, which is going to include MRAPs, uh, Humvees, and munitions, of course. And then we're also going to be sending over some Bradleys. Like if you don't know anything about a Bradley, a Bradley fighting vehicle, okay, I could tell you this from experience. It is something the Russians should be worried about. The kind of optics this thing has, I don't know what they're sending them when it comes to optics, is is really, really it's it's going to be the best thing that's literally inside of Ukraine, like on the ground at all. Okay, now the 25 millimeter round, I just ordered a dummy round to show with you guys. I don't have it here, but it is like eight inches tall. It is a big one. I'll have it here for the next episode. I'll set it right here. So you'll see it's going to be about this tall. Okay, it is a very tall round. I, it, It's a very scary round. It has different varieties of of ammo, like munitions that it can go through like they have these like mini i call them the mini sable rounds they have a different name for them but essentially the, the tip of it it's made out of i don't remember what kind of i want to say copper but i don't i think it's silver so i don't know what i don't know what kind of metal it is it's very 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 exceptionally sharp like you could you could probably stab just the round itself through somebody it's so sharp anyway it has like this plastic so i don't know how to how to, I don't know, i'm probably not explaining this right i wish i had it around here with me but it's, it's very pointy, very pointy piece of metal coming out, almost like instead of there being lead at the very tip of it, there's this very straight metal, and then there's plastic that's kind of going around it, okay? And I, I wish I had. I, you know what? I will say that for tomorrow because I'll actually have a physical round to, to show you guys. It'll make a little bit more sense. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm not entirely sure what the capabilities of the ones they're going to get or they're going to receive from this vehicle. I don't know if they're going to give them everything and just, like, give the ones that we actually use. They're going to take some stuff off of it. Who really knows? Uh, they're not slow. These these Bradleys aren't slow. I think they go like 35 miles an hour max. And when I actually first started inside of the Army, I was actually inside of an armored company. And I rode around in these things like for a long time, for like a year before I went to Iraq. I went to Iraq as armored, came back, went light, and then stayed light. So I have like the best of both worlds. I get to see everything. And I'll tell you right now, those things are, are, are nuts. I can like smell them right now. The, the video you guys are seeing right now, they're overlaid. I can, I can legitimately smell... The diesel fuel, I can hear the turret going, wah, wah. Yeah, I can hear it, it's so loud. And I've cracked my head on the inside of the son of a gun so many times. But the, them receiving these uh, will will also help with the flow of like certain type of munitions coming into Ukraine. I would assume by the end of the year, by honestly, not the end of the year, by end of the war, which hopefully is this year, most of the Ukrainian military will be using nothing but Western military equipment because at some point they're going to be struggling with the demand of keeping up with Soviet era munitions since they're relying so heavily on Western made equipment. And I think we should also give uh, the, the Ukrainians some M1s. We have so many, we have thousands of M1s inside of storage right now. Now they claim the United States claim that it's going to be, it, it somehow escalate the war if we gave them tanks. Okay. Tanks. I do know Poland just bought 
some M1s for like over a billion dollars. They spent like $1.1 billion. And I'm not entirely sure. I believe the fact that they're us giving them would, 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 I think it's like an empty thought and threat as a whole. I, I do believe it's, it's more, more or less along the lines because it's going to cause like issues logistically. Uh, because they do break, I mean, they do break. They take a lot of maintenance for these things. They need to be cared for. And, and that, that might, I think that might be the real reason. And also, they, they they guzzle fuel. My God, those things guzzle. They have a, when those things start up, an M1, it has a jet engine on it. Like, it has a legitimate jet engine. It's not, it's not like a random diesel. It has a freaking, like a jet engine on the back of it. And I remember when it was really cold, the tankers, that's what they're in the tankers, they'd go do their thing when they're out doing their, their training. So they literally just kick it on just to heat up everybody behind them. It has a legit like jet engine inside of it. You know, crazy when it sat, when it turns on, it goes, it literally sounds like a, like a, like a, like a commercial airline starting up. It's pretty nuts. Anyway, Belarus has also announced that all male citizens between 18 and 60, yes, 18 and 60 must come to an enlistment office or a village executive committee to clarify their data. Not entirely sure what that means to be honest with you guys, maybe like launch their own general mobilization and seems... Seems like a, a bit of a reach to be going up to the age of 60. Seems like a successful general mobilization is something we're going to see again. So Belarus does that, and you're up the age of, almost into the age of 60. Way to go. Way to go. You're, you're, you're coming. They're coming for you. But if you guys are into saving more and spending less, this is one of your top goals for 2023. Hey, guess what? Why are you guys still paying insane amounts of money every single month for your phone bill? Right now, when you guys switch to Mint Mobile, you'll get their unlimited plan for 50% off. Their unlimited plan for 50% off. And they're the first company to ever sell premium wireless services online. Mint Mobile also allows you guys to order from your home and save a ton with phone plans starting at just $15 a month. Now, I've been using Mint Mobile for a long time before this thing actually kicked off. And I'm telling you guys right now, it's perfect time to switch. But you guys have to hurry just because this deal ends January 15th. January 15th. You guys want to save a ton of money? January 15th will be linked to the very top of the description. You guys can buy three months and get three months for free. That's it. Buy three months and get free months for free. What? Why wouldn't you want to give that thing? You literally have six, like that's six months of your year covered up right there for how much money? Nothing really. So kick off your year with Mint Mobile. Uh, they're going to be, this is, their, this is their best offer ever. It ends January 15th. Buy any three-month plan and get three months free. Even their unlimited plan. Buy three, get free. Even their unlimited plan. By going online right now and eliminating the traditional cost of retail, Mint Mobile passes significant savings to you. And all plans come with unlimited talk and text. High-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You guys can use your own phone with any mobile plan and switch easily in minutes with eSIM. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just $15 a month. Buy any three-month Mint Mobile plan and get three months free by going to Mint mobile.com forward slash Rob. That's mintmobile.com forward slash Rob. Cut your wireless bill to just $15 a month at mintmobile.com slash Rob. Hurry, this offer ends January 15th. Yes, January 15th. Click the link at the very top of the description and snag yourself a massive deal at mintmobile.com forward slash Rob. Now, Putin has instructed to I, I introduce a ceasefire. Yes, a ceasefire. I use quote quotes because that's not really what it's going to be. But introduce a ceasefire along the entire contact line today 
through tomorrow to allow people to attend and enjoy Orthodox Christmas. The Ukrainian's response was actually pretty good, which was, We welcome the ceasefire offer. Russians should celebrate Christmas and all subsequent holidays together with their families. During the regrouping of the occupiers, we promise not to shoot them in the back. That was that was literally posted on Twitter. Like the world we live in now is pretty nuts. If you guys think about it, we live in a time where information is spread instantly just through a random tweet from one country to another, letting them know, hey, I know we're fighting each other. Over 100,000, almost 200,000 people have been injured and or killed in this war. But you know what? I'm going to send you a tweet like the response was was for sure proper. But Putin deciding that it would be a solid idea to send more than 100 cruise missiles into Ukraine over the holidays and hitting Kyrgyzstan itself, like the Kyrgyzstan market on Christmas with artillery, probably not the, the best message. And you know what? We hit you guys on your Christmas. We just hit everybody on Christmas in general. We're, we're going to take a pause on this Orthodox Christmas. Let's just go and take a quick pause. And it probably has more to do along the lines with, hey, let us refit real quick, please. Give us 24 to 36 hours. We just we just need to take a quick little pause when you get some more munitions in. Just give us a break. I do have a segment I would like to share with you guys. It's covering like the points of an ex of the ex-president, I guess you would say, of Russia, Dmitry Medvedev. And I'm gonna tell you guys, it's kind of crazy. He now serves as the deputy chairman of the Security Council. God, every job, every like government official has such a long title inside the Russian. It's just so long. The deputy chairman of the security council. Imagine putting that on a business card. Мне кажется, что основой для подобного прогноза Дмитрий Анатольевич использовал постоянно возобновляемые разговоры на Западе псевдоэкспертов о том, что с Россией произойдет то, все и так далее. Now the fact that these points are coming from an ex-president or an ex-president, and this is his forecast. I mean, that, that itself is wild. We have some crazy people here inside the United States, like Alex Jones, who says some crazy stuff, clearly, okay? But this guy right here, this takes the cake. So so what I'm gathering, he's come up with this wild illusion while taking mushrooms that there's a Fourth Reich coming, okay? There's a Fourth Reich coming. France is going to be going to enter a war with Germany to, to fight the Fourth Reich. Um, the United States is going to erupt in civil or a uh, yeah civil civil war with and then Texas is going to then leave and then join up with Mexico. The U.S. dollar and the EU dollar are going to somehow disappear and all the monies are going to be traded inside of China. Poland is going to take over the western side of Ukraine. Um, what else did I miss? Somehow the EU was going to accept um, UK again in a year, even though it took like three years or something for them to leave. It's I'm I'm so confused and I don't even really understand the whole Ireland thing. Very, very, very strange. I'm, I'm lost for words for the whole Texas thing. Um, they always say Texas and California. Texas, that's not going to happen. People talk about Texas succeeding and all this stuff. You know what it takes? It's basically an act of God at this point for Texas. It's not going to happen. It's so weird. The fact that this guy still has a seat inside the Russian government and once ran the country is is nutty in itself. Like, it, I guess it just shows you how far they're willing to go for propaganda, but don't you worry. The crazies of the episode does not end there. We have this this Russians. So it's, it's a warm New Year's welcoming for or an idea, I guess you say, for all Ukrainians. It's going to be great. You're going to love it. Десятки лет потребительства пытались сделать из нас аморфную биомассу. Мы долго терпели. Пришло время платить по счетам. Посоветую укропам. Сдавайтесь. Все ваши грехи вымерзнут в наших гулагах. Now all of the Ukrainian sins will be frozen, by the way. In the Russian gulags. That seems like a, a pretty a pretty pleasant, welcoming message if I've ever heard one. Now I'm entirely sure what she was referring to when, when stating that they're fighting for their freedoms. The, the freedoms the Russians should actually be fighting for is their ability to speak their mind. The entire thing just sounds crazy if you guys think about it like that. 
And apparently, this entire episode, by the way, I didn't mean for it to lay out like this, but it's full of crazies. We have another Russian parliament member who is touting that America will be striking Moscow here very soon, and he's saying this publicly. Исходя из этого стратегического плана, они гарантированно побеждают. Просто по их плану эта победа должна произойти там где-то, ну, в перспективе год, год полтора два. He was also claiming that we were responsible for the strikes that happened here in the bases inside of Russia, which of course isn't true. But as long as the message gets across to the Ukrainian public that America is coming, yes, America is coming, then I guess anything needs to be said to make it a real thought. And I don't know, like I keep on saying this, I did not mean for this episode to be sounding like it was just full of crazy Russians. It, did, it just worked out entirely like that. That's the kind of stuff we found today, or I guess I found today. It's weird. This, this, this is going to be one of the more disturbing intercepted calls I've actually listened to thus far. So this guy right here is a prime example of what propaganda can do to a person who is fed it daily for years. He has so much hatred for these people that he's wanting to cause harm to their children, for God's sake. It is so disgusting. Like, who says they want to reach into, what do you say, want to reach into the bellies and strangle them? Do you know how weird that is? Like, for a grown, like a human adult, a human adult, like an adult, whatever you guys want to call yourself, male, female, X, Y, I don't care, an adult person, an adult person, even, I don't, you know what, I'm not going to go down the route, but you know what I'm saying. An individual wants to reach in and just strangle a mother's child inside of their womb. Like, no one should have that kind of thought process. Oh, yeah, a lot of you guys are probably wondering what is spinning right here as well. That is uh, General Patton's signature on a War Department thing. She got me this cool little thing for Christmas, and that was my Christmas present to myself. So, yeah, if you guys didn't see over on Instagram, I posted this thing. The one thing I did actually buy myself was that. I don't think a lot of you guys do follow me on Instagram, matter of fact. Well, Charles, what is my Instagram? Is it Robert Turkle or Lunkers TV? It's Lunkers TV. It is. Okay, yeah. It's it used it's Robert it used to be Rob Turkle. It's Lunkers TV is what it is. But anyway, this is a General George S. Patton. That's his signature right there. It's pretty cool. It's on a war document or department document that was cut off. Um, it actually says like APO something four zero. I can't really read what it says, but because it's spinning in a circle. But I thought it was pretty cool. Pretty cool little piece. So let's move over to some mapping here. All right, so we are up here looking around in the northern area, the northern section, okay? The Russians have actually seen some success here over the last few days. Some pretty decent success. They've closed some of the pockets that were actually formed outside of Civitov. As you guys can see right here, we have these chunks. You guys can see where we've added some more red. Over the last few days, they've added some of these. This one, this one right here is from the last episode we did, but these two pockets... This one right here and this one right here have now been closed. So now they have full access to this main route that leads south into Makvika. Okay. That, I know, is going to sound a little bit chilling for some of you guys out there who are listening. I know we're, we're seeing some signs that the Russians have the capabilities right now and the upper hand inside of this portion of Ukraine. At least for now, uh, this is to be the case because they have been able to push for this past week or so and have been doing it fairly well. By me saying this, the Russians have been doing fairly well to, to gain some ground and then actually hold it, which... In the past, we've seen them gain some ground and then, of course, lose it fairly easily months later, weeks later, days later. So I'm not saying, uh, I'm not trying to cast any doubts or trying to instill any fear in anybody because the lines are always going to be changed fairly regularly. But right now, for the past week, this area has been pretty much controlled. I'm going to say, I'm just going to do this right here. This area right here has been pretty controlled by the Russians thus far. It's favoring the Russians. Uh, this would be one of the areas, the Bradleys, 
Okay, they would play a very, very large role in helping the Ukrainians push that line more west, for sure. I'm saying this because the optics that are on the Bradleys are going to do a significant amount of damage to the Russians at night. Significant amount of rush. I, think, I, I don't think people fully. It's hard if you've never seen what. And this was me. Eight. What was it? Nine years ago was the last time I was inside of a Bradley. Nine years ago, and I know what they had back then inside of them. Now I have no idea what kind of stuff because we're always advancing tech, and God knows what's inside of them. I mean, for one, the the tow missile that's on the side of that thing. This is going to help push the lines so significantly through. In, in, in and I'm talking about trench warfare because that's what's what's going on inside of this area, and like pushing through houses and and just this is a Bradley inside of an urban environment is insane. It is super scary. You do not want to be in the receiving end of some of those rounds with a Bradley. Those 25 mic, mic, a millimeter round, mic, what do I want to say? They will rip through my entire house like it is freaking butter, warm butter. It'll rip through this wall, that wall, that wall, that one, just keep going. It is, an, it is an insanely scary round. And when you see it shooting, I think we had some video of it earlier, it's controlled like you're playing a video game. You're, you literally can control it like you're playing a video game. But the whole thing about it is the way that gun sits and when it shoots, there's like zero recoil. So you can, you can hit a target that you were aiming at so so good it's like and if you guys look at the barrel it's literally just sitting there i don't know how they built that thing know what they did but it's really good okay now it's south of here i know i just want i want a little bit of a tangent there but like through here the russians did lose this chunk they had this ground the ukrainians were able to take it back i don't know if the russians pulled back more strategically because now they control the town of dubrovo which they didn't beforehand so they actually shifted some men south of here it pretty much went like this is what it went like. Now they control Dubrovo, which is that it was not controlled by the Russians a couple days ago. Now they have it, but now they don't have as much of this, this main route that leads actually leads into Kremina. So that's pretty much what's going on in the northern portion of the country. We're going to shift south towards Bakhmat. Now shifting south down these lines, we're going to see a little bit of changes on the Ukrainian side of things. Just a, just a little bit of changes through here. We have uh, the Russians got pushed back inside of a certain area just north the, northeast of the city right through here. So... As you guys can tell, right, this little chunk, we're going to do this. The Russians had significantly pushed all the way up through here. They controlled this ground for like the last, I think it was like 48 hours. And then they kind of got pushed back, but they are still attacking this area. This whole area, is, that, that area I just circled, you know, I'm going to go ahead and do this. This area is heavily contested right now, this whole little chunk. So I don't think anybody can give you guys a definitive answer. It's for sure contested. It's not controlled by the Russians. It's not controlled by the Ukrainians, okay? No one controls this. Like, we're going to leave it at that. It's very complicated. It's kind of like one of those weird Facebook posts when someone says they're not in a relationship. It's complicated. That's pretty much what's going on inside of this area. And south of the city, we're going to see this one pocket. Okay, I'm going to circle this area right here. So that is the area we're going to be talking about, this this whole this whole area. We're going to see a little bit of action. I, I, I think the Russians are going to advance out of here. Okay, there is a chance the Ukrainians may have possibly... Okay, the Ukrainian element that was there, they may have possibly fallen back to another fortified defense position. Not entirely sure, but from what I'm gathering, they might have, which means over the next two to three days, we might see the Russians push out of here. We know that they're trying to gain this route and control it because they need, they need to get up there. They have to get up there. The Russians need to get up there. They're trying to push on the northeast side of the city. They're trying to push on the southwest side of the city. They need to control. But right now, very impressive. Bakhmut is held. It has held longer than any of the other cities. Um, no, actually, Mar no, I'd say Mariupol held for 33 days or whatever it was. But right now, Bakhmut itself 
all those outside defensive lines, those those first ones, those ones are those ones are holding really well. They haven't been able to fully enter the city. Optine, or Optine just south of it right here, that's still really, really heavily contested. If we see the Russians actually get pushed out of here. All right, well, I hope you guys did enjoy that episode over here on the, the old channel. I will see you guys, I'll most likely hopefully see you guys tomorrow with another one. We'll see what's going on. I do love you guys. I'm out.